Welcome to The Dirt Show, brought to you by Pulver Towing, and today we're going to be joined by North Iowa modified driver Jeremy Mills. We're also going to hear from Doug Johnson from Jackson Motorplex and Hewsett Speedway, Corey from Byers Racing Engines, and a little more about Pulver Towing right after a few words from our sponsors. At Land Pros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Land Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact Land Pros agent JJ Wise at 641-420-SELL or go to landpros.com. That's L-A-N-D-P-R-O-Z.com. Make light work of everything with Honda's top-of-the-line family of Pioneer 1000 side-by-sides. All models sport a best-in-class engine and an exclusive six-speed automatic dual-clutch transmission. Then there's the 1005 models, equipped with Honda's quick-flip seating that seats up to five passengers. So find your next Honda Pioneer today at Trimble Cycle Center in Austin. For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection, always wear your seatbelt, and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older. Trimble Cycle Center in Austin, USA's second oldest Honda dealer. So you're inviting friends over for a friendly barbecue? Nice. But if you're a true friend, you'll start with Cookie's Barbecue Sauce. I'm Speed the Sauce Man, and let me tell you why the right sauce is so important. Cookie's Barbecue Sauce is made from real deal ingredients, and I haven't changed the recipe since 1976. Cookie's Barbecue Sauce complements meat. It doesn't smother it. It just makes your food taste better. Smart cookies use cookies. Anything less is just meat abuse. Cookies is the one. Played bumper tag lately? No matter how your car gets damaged, Midwest Collision will make sure it gets fixed right and on time. No shortcuts, no compromises. And remember, where you get your car repaired is not your insurance company's decision. It's yours. So make the right choice. Choose your locally owned and operated Midwest Collision. Give Bob a call today at 332-2434. That's 332-2434. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric, offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see ColesElectric.com or 50 Whether it's in the name of love, hammer time, or just your old-fashioned red light, you will be able to stop dependably with Napa Brakes from Napa Auto Parts. This month, you'll get a $50 prepaid Visa card by mail with a qualifying Napa Brakes purchase of $250 or more. And there are more price breaks where that came from. Take on a bit of spring cleaning with these savings up to 29% on select Armorall products. Plenty more on sale throughout May, so stop by Napa today. Let me tell you, friends, about our stores, a great place we call Miners Outdoors. Miners Outdoor, your total source Husqvarna dealer in Blooming Prairie, has everything your yard needs. From chainsaws, leaf blowers, and weed trimmers to zero-turn mowers and everything in between. That's what being your Husqvarna Total Source dealer is all about. Stop in today to see the best selection in quality Husqvarna outdoor power equipment. That's Miners Outdoor, Highway 218, Blooming Prairie. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. 
This is Dave for Severson Oil and VP Racing Fuels, and you're listening to the Driver Segment on the Dirt Show. Welcome back to the Driver Segment here on the Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by number 10, Jeremy Mills in the Modified Division. And Jeremy, in 2020, out of 2,500 Modifieds, you finished 10th in IMCA Modified National Points. You look at the names just in the top 25. That has to make you really proud. Yeah, it does. I mean, we're kind of a little team here. We all have day jobs and sometimes get out of a piece of equipment and jump into the race hauler and get to the track and try to get the car ready from the night before or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, we were very happy with the year we had. We were very consistent and didn't really think that we would finish that high up, but we'll take it. I mean, it's definitely what all these people that help me, it's what they deserve and what they expect to think. And I was just the lucky one behind the wheel to help deliver that. Another really cool stat, since 1979, they have been tabulating all Iowa points for the different divisions. And last season, you finished seventh in all Iowa points and modifieds. When you think about the competition throughout the state, to be in the top 10 on that list is another incredible accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, we sometimes don't look at that kind of thing. I just kind of try to go out there and do my job. But, yeah, to be mentioned anywhere alongside any of those guys on that list is quite an accomplishment for any racer, and I'm just very fortunate to have the luck that we've had. 2020 ended the season with two track championships, one at Hancock County Speedway in Britt and the other at Kasuth County Speedway in Algona. As a local guy, that is not only great for you, but also for your local sponsors on the side of the car. Yeah, it is. I think we get them some good exposure, and I mean, we try to do um, everything we can to represent their companies well, and we've had a lot of longtime sponsors, so I think overall they're fairly happy with what we've been able to do, and I couldn't do it without them. That's something you do extremely well during the off-season. You work on securing your sponsors for the following season. I like your sponsorship plan of attack. What can I do for my sponsors, like keeping my car looking nice and up front? Yeah, we've had a lot of good sponsors over the years. Yeah, we try to do the best job that we can for all of them. And some of them are far away sponsors and other ones a little bit more local. And we've been very blessed with our sponsors over all the years we've raced. And this year we've had a lot of really good sponsors step up, some new people come aboard and We've been very fortunate. I've got a really good crew guy, Tyler Evers, that really takes care of a lot of that for me. And he really helps. My fiance Katie, also is in there doing everything that she can to make sure that this team goes forward and the driver's focused. And Josh Carpenter that works on it all the time. we just got a really good group of people to help us. Behind every good driver is a good woman. She's a very good woman. Took me a while to find her, but I found her now, and she said she was never going to date a racer, but I kind of won her over a little bit, I guess, and she is my biggest supporter by far. She does absolutely everything behind the scenes, things that she doesn't get credit for on the racing side of this, and she sees something that needs done and just takes a hold and tries to do her best to do what she can do to contribute, and I wouldn't be able to do it without her for sure. Another great idea you had is the shoe crew. What a great way to get fans involved in racing at a deeper level. 
Yeah, it was something that we've seen a few other teams do, I think, in the past. And Tyler kind of came up with the shoe crew. I've heard it called Hoosier Crew and other things, but that was pretty fitting. And we've had some support on that. We still got room for anybody that wants to help out because tires are a big deal. Trying to keep fresh tires on and any help we can get is very much appreciated. After an incredible 2020 racing season, you sold the car. That always has to be a tough decision to make. Should I run it another year or not? We really tossed that around a lot over the off season, and I'd kind of put it up for sale before and didn't really have any interested parties, I guess, and decided to try it one more time, and we had a few bites right away, and then a couple deals that fell through, and I mean, I was honestly a couple days away from, we kind of set a date, but if by this day, if we haven't got the car sold yet, we're just going to try to rework it. You know, it had a few nights on it and and whatever, and uh, I just thought it'd be good to get in something fresh, and Two days before my deadline, I said I had a guy call, and a very nice gentleman out of Missouri that uh, was looking for a good used car, and we made a deal, and I delivered it to him that following weekend in Des Moines, and I think he's happy with it. And Then we were left of, what do we do now? The smart choice for anybody is to kind of stay with the brand of car you have been running. We had really good luck with the Rage cars. We were thinking that we would like to get another one, but they're extremely popular, and they just couldn't get a car in the time frame that we were going to need it, being that late in the year or, you know, early in the year, I guess, whatever you want to call it, that we sold it. So we teamed up with Bob Harris Enterprises. They had a nice GRT sitting down there, and we made a deal. We were getting trucks from them anyway, and Bob has always been super good and rocky to me and Bobby, and we just decided, let's make the switch. It was Kind of a gamble, but I'd say early on so far this year, it's been the right choice. The car fits me well. Um, I think we have a lot of ways we can improve that we've been running good. So I think we made the right choice. Thoughts on shocks. Today's shocks programs work well for some and are expensive and confusing for others. How does your shock program work? (laughs) Uh, Confusing. That's why I got good, smart people like Bob and Bobby The shocks have gotten so specialized over the years, and they've been a part of my program for a long time off and on, and, you know, I've had a ton of success with Bob, and Bob knows how I drive and kind of the feel that I want in the car, and and Bobby's able to get that feel through the shocks that I need, and I just kind of leave that to them, you know, give me the shocks that I need, and we very rarely change a shock anymore just because the car's been super comfortable the way it is, and it's early in the year where the tracks, you know, are a little more consistent than they will be when it starts getting super hot out and windy and getting dry and dusty but they do a really good job they're excellent to work with they've just been a great improvement to our program for sure over the winter you picked up a ride in arizona with zane Develbus and his 18z at arizona speedway zane has teamed up with medieval chassis and they are building a brand new modified chassis together how did that compilation come together um, well, kind of when we had our car for sale, Zane had contacted us wanting to know about, you know, building a car. And, you know, I followed Zane for a while. I didn't personally know him that well, but we had kind of made a deal to get a little seat time in his car. And I mean, I think it was an excellent car. I mean, I had some bad luck and got into the fence a little bit and tipped her over, but we raced her the next night and we did pretty good with it. I mean, the car was super comfortable to drive and I just think with the uncertainty of my car selling and whatever I kind of had my hands tied and 
then again, I think Zane was a little ways out on a car, and I think we'll just see what happens. I think he's got a program that's definitely worth looking at, too, for anybody that's looking for cars, too, but he's a super nice guy, and I was grateful for the opportunity to try it out. You took the brand-new car down to the Frostbuster Marshalltown Speedway on April 2nd. How did it perform the first night on the track? Because I am always surprised at, I call it guts, taking a brand new car that you just bolted together in the shop and take it out on that track and go into those turns wide open and hope it actually does what you expect it to do. Yeah, I like Marshalltown. It's always super racy, and I kind of got off work super late, so we were running behind the eight ball anyway, and we got down there, and the car was good. We ran decent. You know, started last in the heat race and got halfway up there and then missed it by a, a spot or so in the B. But we were battling the, the first night of Marshalltown and then the following week we went to Boone. We fought a brake issue that we just couldn't quite get the feel and the brake pedal that we needed and ended up the following week at Boone we changed the front master cylinder and then we got it way better but we still kind of had some trouble and Katie and I, before we went back to Boone again, we really worked on bleeding the brakes pretty hard one afternoon, and we finally got it. She was in there pressing on them, and I was doing the bleeding, and all of a sudden she goes, hey, I got really good pedal now, and I jumped in there, and I think had excellent brakes now, and really makes the car work a little bit better, especially at those two tracks when you're driving down in there wide open and towards the top of the track, and some of them places, if you're not sure if it's going to slow down or not, it makes for an interesting night, but... We made the best out of those nights and learned some things. And now we've got good brakes in the car, and I feel like we've got a pretty sporty hot rod now. Something else you discovered at Boone is you have one bad fast modified. Are you a rim rider at Boone, or do you power off the bottom? Well, um, that night, I, I mean, normally I like to be around the rim, but that night we started, I think we started 10th or 11th. We were back there ways, and they farm it before the features, and it was super racy track. And so the first, I don't know, I think, I think with seven laps to go, we were still in eighth or ninth place, and we had a couple yellows, and I was able to kind of shoot some gaps through the middle and take advantage on some yellows and managed to come out of there with a second-place finish, which was really good for us because it showed the speed that our car had. It's just everybody got so stretched out and running three wide, there really wasn't anywhere to go starting back there. And then we got some yellows, a bunch of everybody back up, two yellows within the last three laps, I think, and we had some really good restarts. You're off to a great start at Hancock County Speedway in Britt this season. Yeah, we've... Uh... We were fortunate. We won uh, the first three nights. Our car count was super low, which was unfortunate. Then the third night that we won, I guess, we had a good car count, paid some extra money to get the cars there, and we were able to come out on top of that one, too. So we were very happy with that. Like I say, we're just disappointed in the car count of Brick because it's an excellent facility, and the track's been really good, and for some reason we just can't. I get the cars and it actually appears that they might be taking a break here to try to figure out what they're going to do, I guess, going forward. We found out last Friday, and we just hope they can get something figured out because it's an excellent facility. I hate to see it turn into a cornfield or something. You talk about the car count being down, but the quality definitely is not down. 
No, I mean, the third night we definitely had some pretty good heavy hitters there. And, you know, and then as far as weekly shows go, the first two nights we didn't have a lot of cars, but the cars that we had are good cars. They run up front almost everywhere they go. So, you know, we can't control the car count. We can only kind of control what we can. And, and we just kind of went there and approached it like a normal night and were able to come out with a victory the first couple. And then this past week we ended up second so yeah we're off to a great start there i just hope they can get something figured out to keep us racing from a driver's perspective what are the differences between the track surfaces at hancock county speedway and kasuth county speedway um well actually this year i mean algona is one of my favorite racetracks and they put some new dirt on it and they're trying to get it kind of settled in i think it's figured out it's kind of been more around the bottom kind of dry I'm not going to call it one lane because I don't like to use that, but it's been challenging at best. And Brit has been really racy all the nights, and probably this past Friday night was more one lane that Brit's ever been this year. So, I mean, both tracks have been good. Boone is always excellent. Marshalltown was good. Um, Brit, you have to drive it a little different. They redid it a couple years ago or last year, and you got to be more more momentum and, and run the top a little bit more and work the middle. And, you know, and Algona seems to be kind of wanting to favor the bottom at this point of the season so far. I was shocked at the amount of banking at Kasuth County Speedway in Algona. From the grandstands, it literally looks flat. But when you go down in the infield and you stand there for hot laps, it is amazing. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's got some good bank on it, and they've done a lot of good work the last couple of years to try to, there's always kind of a ledge up there in one and two and in three and four. And I mean, they've been doing their best to get that kind of worked out. And I think, I think they got the shape where they need it now. I just, I think we need to get some more water maybe throughout the night to try to keep the top to keep up at the bottom a little bit so we can have some multiple groove racing. And uh, then I think once they get that figured out, I think uh, we can put on a show there. What impresses me about your driving is watching you at Kasuth County Speedway. When you come out of turn two and you get on the gas and your car literally stands up, then when you get off to set up for turn three, your car drops down and hugs the ground like a stealthy lion. It is really awesome to watch. It's got to be fun for you as a driver inside the car. It is fun. I mean, that car has really been good. It's been on a rail, really. We need to get... uh get some more cars at one racetrack and get the other one just a little more widened out i guess and like i say i think there's a lot of drivers there that can put on a heck of a show if all those opportunities present themselves you recently finished second at kasuth county speedway in algona with a broken front left wheel talk about that feature and what happened there yeah, I actually ended up getting third. Nick Meyer got around me there with two to go. But, yeah, I just got too close to one of the infield tires. I'm not normally what they call the bottom feeder type of guy, so I uh, do struggle once in a while when it keep it down around the tires. I sometimes get too close. And we went to a three-piece spindle this year, and unbeknownst to me, uh, I was told that we could only run the bolts that come with hold the spindle on. And I found out this past week that you could actually run a harder bolt. So we have changed those bolts out now so that hopefully we don't have that issue again. Maybe it'll bend but not break this time. And if I could keep, I, I kind of laughed with talking to Bob Harris last week. I think if I could ever keep the left front on at Algona, that I think I might have a chance to try to, try to get up there and challenge for a win. Fragile yet durable. You don't hear those two words in the same sentence very often. 
but I've seen some heavily damaged modifieds still finish the race, and then I've seen some mods with what seems like minor damage they end up having to pull off. Yeah, I mean, the truth be told, I probably should have pulled off kind of how the setup was that night. I was kind of carrying that left front a little bit, so when I was racing, it didn't bother me so much. A little bit on corner entry when I sat down, but it was kind of a bear to drive back to the pits or even on the yellow flag. But, uh, you know, we kind of trying to do this thing. We kind of try to get the best finishes we can all the time for our sponsors and just for ourselves and points and whatever. So, I mean, if I can manage to keep it going around the racetrack, I definitely will stay out there and give it everything I got. And that brings us right to your goals for 2021 at the end of the season. I think ultimately we would like, I mean, we're, we don't know what's going to happen with Brit now. I mean, our original goals were to set out to win the track championship at Brit and Algona. I think um, we're probably going to add in there, go into the Clay County Fair Speedway when they run. They got a lot of good paying shows. And, you know, so try to concentrate on Algona and Spencer now. And then Britt, hopefully, if they can get some things figured back out, we'll be there. It's only a couple miles from the shop, so it'd be hard not to go there and hit some specials along the way and try to get better every night we go out and, and you know, try to get some wins. And luckily enough, here a couple of weeks ago to get onto the fast chaff all-star ballots when that voting happens i'd love to get a chance to race that race again at boone i've run good in that race not necessarily finished good had to pull off a couple times or one time i was leading it and another time had a good run going and broke so i'd uh, like to get a little redemption out of one of these years get back in that race and see if we can't can't make a little noise jeremy you definitely can't do this all by yourself who are some of the sponsors that help you on the car and also help you in the garage? We've got a great group of people. Gary Myers, he came on board this year with all guns blazing, put all the support behind us we need. Oak Creek Saloon, servicemen of the Heartland Outdoors, Bob Harris Enterprises, BHE Fabrication, Mills Farm and Repair, Stay Mill Enterprises, Lake Towing, Alfred Ward and Son, Doug Suter Farms, North Iowa Mechanical, Paula Reamers Baker, Burkle Landscaping and Trucking, The Sports Page of Mason City, Corteva AgriScience, Scent Seed and Service, XR, McNeese Tire and Automotive, JT Outdoor Projects, Schroeder Racing Products, Smoke and Joe's Barbecue and Ventura Tackle Company. We couldn't do it without them. I couldn't do it without my fiance Katie, my kids, Dalton and Emerson, McCoy, Bryant, and DJ. My mom and dad, my brother, just all my family. Couldn't do it without Josh Carpenter, Tyler Evers, and Brandon. He's also come on board this year to to help out um, in the crew side of things, and he's really done a good job. James Menke, um, kind of a guy that used to help me a long time ago and took some time away, and he's been back and helping. And, yeah, I'm probably missing some people, but we just really couldn't do it without all, all of those guys. Jeremy, it's great to see that orange number 10 when we come down to North Iowa and watch the races, and thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here on The Dirt Show today. You bet. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. Chad Weir's Weir's Machine and Racing Products with another tech tip for you. One of our new products is our WM258 Swivel Adapter. It can go on any hood pin mount when you want to offset mount your hood pin from your bay bar so you can rotate it off to the side 
and then stand the pin back up. It allows you to put it at any different angles, so it gives you a lot of adjustability with mounting your hood pin off to the side of a bay bar to mount your hood. For more information about all of our products, find us online at weirsmachine.com. Thanks. Why would you use anything but the latest technology in packing products when it comes to shipping your business products? Foamcraft Packaging in Owatonna provides a complete line of packaging materials, including foam products, pallets, crates, corrugated boxes, and much, much more. See all of our different packaging options at foamcraftpackaging.com or call 507-455-2893. That's 507-455-2893. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a PowerLift architectural door on your home or cabin. PowerLift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Wolf and Sons Yardsters has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. With you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV, camper, or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, or even a driveway or parking lot road graded. Call 455-3524. Aero Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold, maintaining an affordable price structure. Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier, and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at aeroracewheels.com. Rhino Egg offers the most complete rear blade line in the industry. Whether your tractor has 30 or 300 horsepower, Rhino offers a blade to accomplish any task. Don't settle for the cheap imitations. Buy Rhino, building the best since 1934. Check out the full line of landscape and construction equipment today at rhinoag.com. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on the Dirt Show, and it is always a great day to be at Byers Racing Engines in Rochester. And, and Corey, the first thing I have to talk about is that big block blown marine engine. And you actually said there was two of them you've been working on. I can't imagine hooking those up to the dyno and getting those up to full horsepower. Oh yeah, that, that's kind of an interesting one. We've done a, quite a few boat motors, but never blown offshore things. This is one, like one of the Miami Vice speed boaty kind of things. And yeah, dual 519 big block Chevys. And they're actually pretty soft. You can't get too aggressive with them because the way the water exhausts, if you get too big a cam, they'll pull the water back through. But I mean, they make 900 a piece. And you know, two of them in a big boat, I don't know, that's... I'm not a water guy, so cruising around at 85, 90, something like that, my honor, no, that's, I'll, I'll stick to going faster than on land. And we always talk when I come in here about the variety that you guys get in here. And if you've never seen it before, you figure it out. But the wealth of knowledge you have inside this building because you've worked on so many things, even that sand drag truck that came in here, that was a unique vehicle and you have pulling experience building pulling engines sitting right next to the uh, blown big block is actually a uh, john deere mike would know more about the tractor numbers than i do but it's a six-cylinder john deere that is a pulling tractor deal and he's in a limited class oh god the connecting rods in it are eight hundred dollars a piece it's got custom billet diamond pistons in it i mean we reworked the the head quite a bit and that'll go on the dyno probably later in the week 
Along with that, I think there's a V12 Ferrari doing part of the head on one of those. There's always flathead stuff in here. There's always some flathead stuff in there. On top, I think I got two or three dirt modifieds in here and a couple super stocks. I mean, it's just, yeah, we get quite a bit of different stuff. And when we talk about pulling versus racing, torque versus top-end speed, there is a totally different mindset when it comes to building those motors. Right. The pulling motors are no different, I guess, than an officer or a boat motor, period. They're a different deal. They lug harder. You're at a steady RPM, and you're not coming off the throttle at all, so you need to work camshaft a little different. Mainly camshaft deal is, is the big deal on a pulling deal. We have another guy that runs... A little bit of magic or black magic, whatever. I can't remember which what the name was, but it, yeah, some 3,500 blown thing. And yeah, they are hard on stuff. <laughs> and we also talk about getting back into the vintage stuff. You always have flatheads in here. You always have some unique motors sitting around. And that 283 you built for the 57 Chevy, that had to be fun to go back to that era and get some more horsepower under the hood for that guy. That's actually my father-in-law's car, and he just ended up having a leaky deal, and he just wanted it pretty much as stock as possible. And I think we threw a little bit of a torque cam on it and got it all running good, so no, you know, eliminated, updated a few things, seals and stuff like that, so it would eliminate the factory leaks that they usually have. Yeah, that was kind of a neat deal. Then we, you know, I think we have right on the other side of the wall, there's a 69, 429 waiting to go on. It's been bombarded with vintage stuff lately, vintage and, and, and street rod stuff. A lot, a lot of that over the last year. Corey, knowing you for your father-in-law, I bet that motor's better than stock. It's a little bit better in stock, but my father-in-law's pretty anal. He likes to leave it alone, and he's got some rarer stuff that have to be numbers matching, stuff like that. So that, as far as that goes, yeah, it's, there's not much done to that one. I would like to, but uh, no, he shuts me down on you know, some of that stuff. When I talk about treasure hunting for parts, the combined knowledge in this building, when you think about it, you bring something rare in here, these guys are going to hunt it down. They have the connections over the years to find these parts that you probably couldn't on your own. Right, right. We know a lot of people that know where stuff is. On top of that, Jim has quite a bit of inventory stashed in his own piles and stuff like that for projects he thinks he's going to finish someday but you know we'll see we'll see about that but yeah it does help to know people and have enough connections from the years of experience that we've all had and the years of doing this we know enough people to find stuff that the normal guy can't find a driver i like to watch justin sass in the late models and you put the power under his hood and that late model flies oh justin's awesome to deal with he's a you know Quiet, reserved guy, nice as can be. Too bad, you know, I think he's he stays busy a lot, so I don't think he gets to race as much as he wants to, but, but he really enjoys it when he does, and yeah, he does quite well. And when you talk about meticulous people, Bob Soma, his vintage car, that thing is beautiful, and you did the motor for his car. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. I don't know if he's lost a race, what I've heard, but he's pretty picky. It's kind of nice nice to deal with the guys that want to keep up their stuff and do well and you know want to exceed what they're currently doing because he always seems to be, every time you talk to him, he's always wanting to change something, do something, do, do even better. It's hard to do better than first, but we can go for it, I guess. If people are disappointed in their current horsepower or they have a vintage motor that they want to find out more information about getting rebuilt, what's the best way to contact Buyers Racing Engines? 
Best way is either uh, either by phone, 507-282-5586, or email is another one. Just You can go to our website, buyersengine.com, B-A-I-E-R-S, engine.com, uh, and then it'll have a direct link to the work email address and stuff, and we can get a hold of you. And that's usually the easiest way to get a hold of us. And if you're in Rochester, stop by and check this place out. You'll be glad you did. And Corey, as always, thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show. Yeah, if you stop by, we'll give you, you know, if we have enough time, we'll give you a tour or show you some stuff. It is awesome to deal with you, Clayton. Everybody have a good racing season. VP Racing Fuels is a world leader in performance fuel technology. That includes VP Small Engine Fuel, the perfect fuel for your two- and four-cycle gas-powered tools, including chainsaws, generators, trimmers, blowers, and more. VP Small Engine Fuel is blended with no ethanol, ensuring easier starts, worry-free long-term storage with fewer repairs. And the two-cycle blend is pre-mixed with oil, so there's no measuring, no mixing. Mixing, no mess. Just pour it in and start it up. Learn more about VP Small Engine Fuel at vp-sef.com. Fast Shafts owner Pat Fagan is a racer himself and has been testing and building drive shafts for himself and teams all over the nation since 1992. Fast Shaft drive shafts are the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9-inch Ford center sections, slip yokes, rear end yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and more. Call Fast Shafts today. Made by racers for racers. 800-622-6617. Have you noticed your car is using more oil than it used to? Do you notice a little extra smoke coming out of the tailpipe? This could be caused by normal daily driving of your car. Justice Brothers Oil Treatment reduces exhaust smoke and oil burning due to excessive engine wear, and it helps your engine run smoother, cooler, and quieter. It also helps to restore loss compression and protect against oil oxidation. Help your car and the environment. Try a can of Justice Brothers Oil Treatment today. Check out justicebrothers.com. RacefanSprintCarStuff.com is your online stop for everything in the sprint car world. From apparel, jewelry, and books to die-cast sprint cars, posters, and gifts, SprintCarStuff.com has everything you need for the sprint car fan on your shopping list. And SprintCarStuff.com is the online site of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. So every purchase on SprintCarStuff.com helps support the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Promote the future of sprint car racing and preserve the past. That's SprintCarStuff.com for all of your sprint car merchandise needs. Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme Powder Coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Join the dark side. Devilba's Racing Chassis specializes in modified and sport mod chassis. All chassis have laser cut and CNC bent Pro Molly tubing. Devilba's has teamed up with Medieval Metalworks to capitalize on cutting edge manufacturing processes and consistencies. Devilba's offers the industry's top first hand technical support. Parts are on hand, so there is no delay in racing. DeVilvis is now servicing all regions, including locations in New Mexico and Minnesota. Contact Zane, 505-402-4505. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Doug Johnson from the Jackson Motorplex and Houston Speedway. Doug, what a weekend you just had at the two tracks. You have to be running on fumes. 
I don't know about running on fumes. It's kind of what we've been gearing all winter for. And with the issues we had last year, we've been looking forward just opening the tracks back up. But, you know, we've got two tracks opening this year with Jackson Motorplex and Houston Speedway. So it's full throttle ahead, especially with Houston's and Jackson's more of a limited schedule. But we're looking to have more bigger events there, I would say, than anything. And Houston's just going to kind of be our weekly Sunday night staple and, and then some bigger shows there as well. So we just got a lot going on right now, and we're really excited to have fans back at both tracks. You know, after what we all went through last year, I think everybody's excited to get back to uh, live sporting events, and we've been able to pull that off here now and got a few races under our belt here in 2021. Drivers and fans alike are excited about Tuesday, May 25th, Tuesday, June 8th, and Tuesday, July 20th, and want to pack the stands, and also they're telling their friends, let's pack the pits. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've kind of been looking at this, and there's just so many tracks racing the IMCA cars right now, and and we tried to find something that was different and unique, and most of our IMCA fans and drivers, they don't travel a long distance. They come from probably a 100-mile radius or less of Jackson. So, you know, we've looked at this, doing this Tuesday night deal now here for a couple years, and actually, we're bringing John McCorkle back on board. He's actually going to be promoting those Tuesday night events, so he's got some things up his sleeve. Johnny Mack, he's been a good friend of ours for a long, long time, and been an employment at Jackson since Todd took it over in 2016 and we've been talking to him over the winter and he's got some ideas and things that we're going to add to the Tuesday night show and we're possibly looking at adding them one or two more Tuesday night events throughout the year so fans can pencil in the three that we've already got but there may be a couple other added dates that we're looking at here later in the year on Tuesday nights. June 24th through the 26th the Jackson Nationals you always put together some multi-day ticket packages available for the fans. Yeah, and this year is the same way. You know, we've actually got more opportunities for the fans this year with the Houston 50 being on Monday and Tuesday. You can get five days of racing for $200. And the Jackson package is, is all three days for $125. That includes a reserve ticket for three nights in a row. One thing we've been working with is the All-Stars. They actually have that weekend off, so I think we're going to see quite a few of their race teams come and race with us that entire week, bring us more cars, and we've seen that with our ticket sales already. Our ticket sales have been tremendous for the Jackson Nationals, and right now our camping is completely sold out. We actually just sold out of camping here over the weekend for the Jackson Nationals, so that's a pretty good gauge of the interest level for that event, and that includes 60 additional spots that we just added this year that sold out immediately. So we're really excited about the Jackson Nationals this year and kind of tie it in with the Houston 50 for the whole week of the showdown and I think we'll make that a staple event at both facilities for many years to come. Late model fans are excited for July 9th and 10th. The regional tri-state late model series will be on hand along with the World Outlaw late models. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that event. After last year, we brought in the World of Outlaw Late Models, but we couldn't have fans for that particular event. So this year, the World of Outlaws are coming back for a two-day show, like you said, July 9th and 10th, along with our Tri-State Late Models. So some of these guys will be doing double duty. And I think Jackson is just such a wide racing track that it's so conducive to late models. I mean, they put on a great show last year, and I think it's going to be the same this year. And Hopefully we can fill the stands those two nights as well with our local late model fans. Switching over to Houston Speedway, you have a two-night Memorial Day weekend show coming up. 
Yeah, we're really excited about that. We've been working with the NOSA group out of North Dakota. They were down here just this past weekend at Jackson and Houston and brought tremendous car counts. So that's going to be one of the headliners on Monday night, Memorial Day on May 31st. We're paying $7,500 to win the 410 Outlaw Sprint cars, $3,500 for second, $25 for third. And then we've also got the Ben Nordiff Memorial for the Tri-State Late Models. They're paying 6000 to win with over $2,000 in lap money. So that Monday night, only two classes. It's going to be an early start, 6 p.m. start, and hope to get fans on the road and home early that weekend. But you can come out Sunday night and camp and watch our weekly show at Houston and then stay for Monday and see the 410 Outlaws and Tri-State Late Models going for some big money. June 20th, 21st, and 22nd, three nights of 410 wing sprint car racing with two nights of the World of Outlaws. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, well, I think, you know, our Sunday night program, we're adding money to the purse there. That's going to be a 6000 to win show now. Then we come back Monday and Tuesday with the World of Outlaws. There's been some talk, you know, with a Monday, Tuesday, that we could see one of the hottest sprint car drivers in the country from last year and Kyle Larson. I haven't confirmed that yet, but it's a pretty good possibility that Kyle will be racing that Monday and Tuesday. So we'll look forward to that. But like I said, with the All-Stars being off, there's really not much going on. They just come off their Ohio Speed Weeks, and a lot of those teams are planning on coming out for the week. So we should have tremendous car counts all week long starting on Sunday, June 20th at Houston Speedway. And the World of Outlaws will be back on August 22nd, so another opportunity to see that series. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been working really close with the Outlaws, trying to build more and more events around the two tracks that we have now and bringing them back. They're up in North Dakota on Friday and Saturday and then come back here on Sunday before they head to the West Coast. So, you know, it's probably going to be the last chance to see the World of Outlaws in 2021 unless you want to travel a great distance, but it'll probably be the last chance here in the upper Midwest for them. So a great opportunity on August 22nd to catch the Outlaws again as Houston's. Labor Day weekend, you have a dual-track four-day show, September 3rd and 4th at Jackson Motorplex and September 5th and 6th at Houston Speedway. What a lineup for race cars and racing. Yeah, we're really excited about that. You know, with uh, the two tracks being Jackson Friday and Saturday and then 10000 to win on Houston on Monday with the 360 Midwest Power Series. And then we've also got the UMSS non-wing cars coming in at both facilities. So it'll be an all-sprint car weekend, Labor Day weekend, for four straight nights of racing between Jackson Motorplex and Houston Speedway. So some big money again on the line there, 10000 to win the finale at Houston. And we've already had inquiries from some 360 drivers from all over the upper Midwest. So we're expecting a big turnout of cars that weekend. September 10th through the 12th was the talk of the racing world when this was announced the USAC Nationals. Yeah, I tell you, Matt Wood came to Todd and I last year in about July when he found out we were taking over Houston and brought this idea to us. And he's done it with the Hangtown 50 out in California, and he's looking to build another big USAC event here in the Midwest. And we're just thankful he chose Houston Speedway because, as Matt will tell you, Houston has been one of his favorite tracks for a long, long time. And I think bringing the midgets back to Houston, along with a USAC non-wing sprint cars, each division is going to pay 20000 to win on the finale. And I'll tell you what, I've had this date circled on my calendar for a long, long time because I think we're going to see some local guys maybe run a midget, but they also non-wing sprint cars. So I think you're going to see a lot of local flair added to that with some of our drivers taking the wing off possibly or 
getting intermidget. Jody Rosenboom's got, I think, three midgets, and he said his phone's been ringing off the hook of guys that want to race his cars that weekend. So with that kind of money, it's the highest-paying USAC race in the entire country for the weekend, over a $200,000 purse. So fans can come and camp for the weekend and spend the Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Brandon, South Dakota, and catch some really awesome non-wing racing that weekend as well. You're bringing back a fan favorite, not one day, but two days, Cheaters Days. Yeah, actually, Cheaters Day is going to be three days. The first day on Friday is going to be for our Tri-State Late Models and our Fender cars. Back in the day, a lot of those guys would put wings on top of their late models and hobby stocks, and we're going to kind of bring that tradition back. And then we've got the NOSA 410 sprints and then the Race Saver sprint cars on Saturday and Sunday as well. So that'll cap off our 2021 season at Houston Speedway, and we're already planning for 2022. I've been talking to a lot of different sanctioning bodies, and we've got a lot of things in the works right now already for 2022 but we got a really exciting 2021 season coming up with a lot of racing between now and the end of the year in this business you can never plan too far ahead so we're just excited to get back to racing and have live events where fans can come out and and sit in the stands and enjoy some great racing and looking forward to the rest of the season doug you have two very user-friendly websites is that the best way to find out more about all of these events yeah, fans can order tickets right on our website at jacksonmotorplex.com or speedway.com. Like on race day, we update our social media with Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pretty regularly. So if, if you're planning on coming to any of these events and there's any issue maybe weather-wise or want to look for photos and stuff like that, check out our social media pages as well with those two tracks. But like I said, fans right now can order tickets, order camping for Houston yet, and take care of all that at one of those two websites. Doug, thanks for all you do, and thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show. You bet. Thanks for having me, Clay. Your home is your sanctuary. The next time you need appliance service, invite someone in that will treat it that way. Sorensen's Appliance Service is locally owned with 15 years of experience. Sorensen's Appliance Service also has fully certified technicians who will leave your home as clean as they found it. If you want fast, efficient, and cleanly service, contact Sorensen's Appliance Service today, 256 7766. That's 256 7766. Celebrating 100 years of family owned excellence, Pulver Towing will always be there for you. With multiple locations, an experienced staff, and quality customer service, Pulver Towing has emergency service available 24 7, and they work around the clock to offer towing, recovery, and roadside assistance to our communities. If you need them, call 507 282 3851. That's 507 282 3851. Pulver Towing, the premier towing experts. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevland Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small town service at a small town price. 528 528- Nine nine zero zero. That's five two eight ninety nine zero zero. Welcome back to our sponsor segment, brought to you by Pulver Towing and Josh. Memorial Day weekend, one of the biggest travel weekends of the season, and we hear so many incidents where people do not give the emergency crews room to do their jobs. If you see those flashing lights up ahead. Pull over into the left lane, give those guys room to do their job because things can happen in a split second. 
Yeah, that's correct. In the towing industry, we lose about one tow operator every six days in this country being struck on our nation's highway. And our firefighters, EMS, law enforcement, garbage men, road construction workers all fall under this category. If you see those flashing lights, slow down, move over. Um, I like to say 12 seconds or 12 feet. That's what we're asking for. Slow down, move over. A lane is 12 feet wide. It's only going to cost you 12 seconds on your trip to make sure we go home safe to see our family. Be much appreciated if everybody slows down and gives us a little bit of room out there. We always talk about Pulver Towing having the latest technology, the latest training. You actually have something installed in your truck that alerts oncoming motorists. We do. We're in the process, and I think we got 17 trucks equipped with it right now. It's called the Haas Alert System. So if you have a newer vehicle, it kind of reminds me of the old dinger in the 90s on your seatbelt, reminding you to put your seatbelt on. Well, this technology, the easiest way to describe it is the new dinger to remind you to slow down and move over for that tow truck up there. It sends out a signal to your new GPS, sometimes through your Apple phone or your Google Maps, and it tells you that Pulver Towing is up ahead. Please slow down, move over, and give them room. It's unique technology. I think more tow operators, EMS, fire, everybody's going to have this mandated in 2023 in all their vehicles, and the newer vehicles that get on the road will have the receptors to it. So it's one more thing to help us get home safe to our families. I know most of the people I know before they travel check everything from their tires to their boat trailers, make sure everything's secure. But if you're out there on the Memorial Day weekend and you have trouble, you have a flat tire on your boat trailer, your vehicle overheats, Culver's is everywhere. Josh, tell them where you're located, and if they do break down, what is that main line they can call, and you'll get somebody near them out to service them. Yeah, we got divisions in Marshall, Fulda, Worthington, Austin, Rochester, just to name a few. Anywhere you go, travel trailers, everything, we're equipped to handle it. You can call us on our main line at 507-282-3851. Josh, thanks for all you do and be safe out there over the holiday weekend. Yep, everybody, thank you. Safe travel. Transform your garage into an extension of your home with a custom finished floor by Garage Force. No matter how you use your garage, Garage Force has you covered. American-made, backed by a lifetime warranty, our professionally installed industrial-grade coatings will protect your garage from anything life throws at it and makes cleanup a snap. More importantly, it's the unbelievable feeling you get each time you use your dream garage. Visit us online at garageforce.com. Call Todd at 651-387-9213. That's 651-387-9213. As the leading slat replacement professionals in the U.S., Altenburg Construction knows what works and what doesn't. Simply put, they understand your business. Altenburg Construction started in 1994 and has over 27 years of experience and has completed more than 5,000 hog and cattle barns in 14 states. Every customer is unique and every situation is different. That's why their employees are company trained trust the slat replacement professionals at altenburg construction give them a call 888-435-2210 or see altenburgconstruction.com welcome to the dirt track segment brought to you by cookies sauces and seasonings last wednesday night may 12th at the southern iowa speedway in oskaloosa iowa the Kofax comet robert bell number 71 parked his non-wing sprint car in victory lane Kasuth County Speedway in Algona, Iowa was racing last Thursday night. In the Sport Mod A main, George Nordman over Matthew Loaf. In the Stock Cars, Derek Green over Kelly Shryock. In the Hobby Stocks, Brandon Nielsen over Josh Seidels. In the IMCA Modifieds, Cody Connect 
over Kelly Shryock, and in the Sport Compacts, Katie DeVries over Jade Lang. Hancock County Speedway was also racing last Friday night, May 14th, in the Modifieds, Nick Meyer over Jeremy Mills, in the Sport Mods, Colby Fett over Drew Fett, in the Stock Cars, Heath Tulp over Andrew Borchard, in the Hobby Stocks, Brandon Nielsen over Carter Coop, and in the Sport Compacts, Lucas Parsons over Cade Lair. Jackson Motorplex was running their 410 Outlaw Sprint Car Show in the Wing Sprint A-Main, Brian Brown over Skylar Prohaska, and in the 305 Wing Sprint Cars, Casey Friedrichson over Mike Moore. Deer Creek Speedway was running last Saturday night in the Modified A-Main, Ryan Wettstein over Jason Cummins in the USRAB mods, Jim Chisholm over Garrett Witaski in the Super Stocks, Ryan Wyom over Dylan Kromschroeder in the Street Stocks, Dustin Doty over Corey Adams in the Midwest Modifieds, Brandon Jensen over Caden Kath, and in the Late Models, Lance Hofer over Matt LaDuke. Cedar Lake Speedway was running last Saturday night, May 15th, in the traditional non-wing sprint car A-Main, Cam Schaefer over Mike Mueller. Viking Speedway was also running last Saturday night, May 15th, in the Midwest Modifieds. Brendan Blazik over Brock Gronwald in the Modifieds. Last week's Dirt Show guest, Brian Hobbin over Tyler Peterson in the Street Stocks. Ryan Sater over Justin Vogel in the Super Stocks. Jeff Krause over Dave Moss. And in the Late Models, Don Shaw over Dave Moss. Ogilvy Raceway was also running last Saturday night, May 15th, in the Hornets, Nate Savotny over Mac Johnston, in the Midwest Mods, Matt Baker over David Swearingen, in the Mod 4s, Tommy Pregonas picking up feature number one over Robert Holquist, in the Modifieds, Shane Sabraski over Jeremy Nelson, in the Street Stocks, Hunter Anderson over Kyle Dykoff, and in the Super Stocks, Kevin Burdick over Shane Sabraski. Arlington Raceway was also running last Saturday night, May 15th. In the Hobby Stocks, Blake Lunenberg over Matt Olson. In the Sport Compacts, RJ Esquita over Alan Lahr. In the Sport Mods, Matthew Loaf over Eric Larson. In the Carts, Jake Robb, Travis Manderfield, Nicole Hall, and Joey Reimers all got checkered flags. In the Modified A-Main, Brandon Beckendorf over Clint Haddlestead. In the Outlaw Hobby Division, Dakota Robinson over Rodney Manthe. In the Sprint Cars, Michael Stein over Bill Johnson. And in the Stock Cars, Dan McEnthune over Tyler Wilms. Granite City Motor Park was running on Sunday night, May 16th. In the Wissota Street Stock A-Main, Parker Anderson over Dustin Doty. In the Late Model A-Main, Don Shaw over Dave Moss. In the Hornet Feature, Justin Sklitsky over Peyton Ash in the Midwest Modified A-Main. Matt Baker over Travis Schulte in the Mod 4s. Chad Funt over Robert Holquist in the Modifieds. Shane Sabraski over Dennis Check And in the Super Stock A-Main, Shane Sabraski over Ryan Studansky. Hi, this is Jim Miskin from Miskin Auto Parts. Check out Miskin.com. You'll see all the parts available in our U-Pull-It lot. New arrivals ready to part out. Plus, we can also locate those hard-to-find parts for you. Miskin Auto Parts has been buying junkers and providing parts to our customers since 1972. And we ship out parts daily. Call us today at 507-684-2100 or check us out online at Miskin.com. 
If your classic isn't so classic, bring it into Auto Trim Design of Oatana. We can fix the upholstery, the carpet, replace a sagging headliner, make your old car look new again, make your seats comfortable again. Whether it's a classic car, work truck, boat, or anything else that moves, we can fix the upholstery and make your ride like new. And we work on convertibles. We're located in Otana at 3275 Old Highway 14, one mile west of Walmart. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.